Nintendo's track record up to this point had been fascinating. Mm-hmm. NES, they dominated ever, the entire industry. Mm-hmm. The Super Nintendo, they had they had to fight for it, but they ended up on top by the end. Yep. They've pretty much dominated the handheld market since it started. Mm-hmm. And then you get to, like, the 3D era with, like, the N64 and stuff, where... The Virtual Boy was a colossal failure for Nintendo. That was the first major failure. Yep. Then you get the N64, which was the second place console by a large margin. Mm -hmm. And it was like the first real generation they didn't win. Yeah. And also you had another failure in the 64 disk drive, which never even left Japan because it was that big of a failure. (laughs) And then, continuing on, the GameCube. As much as the GameCube is a beloved little system, it was the third place console of that generation. And the gap between second and first was huge, so... Yeah. And there was only three. Well, there was four. The Dreamcast. There was four. Oh, yeah. But the Dreamcast kind of died out before the generation. The Dreamcast was was only on the market for two, like, two years, so... Yeah. It really didn't... It, the numbers are a bit skewed, and it's fourth, but it didn't really have enough time to be four to do yeah. anything else. But yeah, the gap between first and second was so huge, and when there was, when you're the third place console in that generation, yeah, it's. So Nintendo was on a weird streak there. Welcome back to the Gaming and Collecting Podcast. On this episode, me and Alex are going to be taking a look at Nintendo's first HD system, the ill-fated Nintendo Wii U. We're going to be discussing briefly the system's brief history along with its short-lived run, and we're going to talk deep into what exactly went wrong with the system and some of our thoughts on why it failed and just the general everything around the Wii U, really. I mean, it was it was an odd time for Nintendo, and really, they just needed to hit rock bottom before they could finally get back on top. But anyways, guys, once again, thank you for joining us as we discuss the games that shaped us. So, this is where I'd normally say, how you been? But we're recording these back-to-back, so it's literally been like Two seconds. Well, we can talk about how I tried to scare you by hiding behind my couch, but I outed myself by laughing. Well, uh, also you gotta. You also have to realize there's a video delay, so I, <laughs> I hear I hear heard you pop up before you actually did. So I was just like, oh, okay. Yep. But yeah. Yeah, I tried. I pet my cat during the break, and then we both got new drinks. So what are you drinking? I'm drinking a wonderful, refresh spring water. Signature Select. I'm not sure what brand this is. I think it's Shaw's. I believe that's Shaw's. And I'm drinking wonderful water that was from the tap, but I ran it through my Brita filter, and it's in my big old honkin' water bottle. Fancy. Fancy. Very fancy. It keeps the water cool very long. Like... It'll be in here for a day, and it will still be good. Like, all day, still be good. That's good. By the time you go to drink it, it'll be cold now. 
drink, I try to drink a lot of water all day. So I stay hydrated because I've been working out to lose weight along with my diet. So I've been using my row machine and I've been doing at least 30 minutes of rowing every day. With a little, uh, uh, with a little weight lifting as well. I've been using my barbell and my dumbbells. So I'm trying. I just want to look nice in my cosplay and not look fat. Oh, shut it. <laughs> oh, you want to hear about some of the interesting foods that I've been eating because sure. of my <laughs> diet? So can't eat. So it also works in like phases what I'm doing, and then it kind of phases you back into like more things because right now I can't have any fruits or anything but once I get past the first two weeks then I can have fruit um but I've been eating cheese sticks eggs cucumbers and salads and a yogurt I found that has zero sugar so it's been great but today <laughs> I made a sand I made a lettuce wrap sandwich and it was pretty good and hmm. I still miss bread, but, you know, it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's been all right. It's so hot today, though. I know. It's very much... Well, I'm glad I have AC. <laughs> Must be nice. Yeah. No, but I remember, I like, have... I stepped outside. Oh, yeah, that, uh, that's something I didn't talk about at work. Our AC, We'd have to zero AC now, and the building got almost up to 100. Oh, my God. That's not safe. No, it wasn't. Half the company didn't come in on Friday because it was too hot. Yeah. Sounds about right. So that's good. <laughs> no. I, like, um, yeah, I don't know. I, because I, I was going to do a bike ride this morning, but it was actually raining this morning yeah, in Connecticut. Yeah, it, it rained for, like, a couple, like, an hour, and then it now it's sunny again. Yeah, it's sunny now, but I was kind of, like, I don't really want to go biking if the roads are going to be wet and, like, yeah. I don't know. I just, traction. I've already, like, ran into a fence once while biking. You shouldn't do that. <laughs> I didn't do it on purpose, but there was, like, um, you know where we biked before down by the river? Yeah. So there's, like, this little, in that little bridge spot, which is, like, a pretty tight, it's, like, not very big, and it's pretty tight curve. So, like, there was these people, like, there's this kid that was coming, so my choice was, like, or it's, like, a dog or something. There's someone coming, uh, and my, I ran into the fence to avoid them. And Mom was, like, Mom was with me, and she was, like, oh, my God, are you okay? I'm, like, yeah, I just ran into a fence. Was this before, was this before or after Mom's bike imploded? I was before her bike imploded. <laughs> yeah, I can talk about that. So, well, uh, the funny part is, is that, like, I believe she was sabotaged. <laughs> So okay. my mom's, my mom's, but we were biking and it's, um, it's an eight mile bike in total, but you can basically, it's basically like a bike down the Connecticut river, which is pretty nice for like eight miles. And then you go like forward, it's four miles one way and four, well, it's like four, four and like a quarter, four yeah. miles one way and four miles back. Um, and it's pretty, it's a pretty good bike ride. I've been doing it every weekend, um, for the past three weeks cause I'm really trying to lose weight, um, and, uh, it's been really fun, but when me, me and mom went, and she had her, her bike, 
uh, and she, I inflated my tires before because every, I always do just in case because like it would suck if you started biking and then your tires were uninflated, but she was like, no, no, it's fine, and I was like, okay, and then we're on the way back and her tires have completely deflated at this point, <coughs> we're like, Excuse we're me. very close to it, um, so this like nice gentleman came up and was like, oh, I have a bike pump, like here, I'll, I'll like inflate your tires but i noticed as he was doing it like you know how most like you have to like there's like a little switch you have to lock it on he didn't yeah. press that switch so he basically was de-inflating mom's tires because you know like the air will go Psh! so yeah. he de-inflated so mom had to bike all the way back for four miles and i was like so and we were walking at points too, and I was like, oh my god, I felt so bad, and I was like, please take my bike, and she wouldn't take it, so I tried several times, so I was like, just take my bike! Yeah. <laughs> I offered to, like let, like, let her stay there, and I'd drive down and pick her up, but nope, she wouldn't. She was determined to finish it on her bike, and then that bike was thrown in the trash, and she got a new bike. <laughs> that bike imploded. Yeah. Rip bike. Yeah. But now she has the same bike as me. Um, but hers is yellow and mine's blue. Mom likes yellow, so. She does. Our mom's a yellow gal. I like yellow, too. Got my I, yellow I like, water bottle. I like green and red. I like green, too. I like green. I like green and yellow. And I like pink. Our entire podcast is centered around green, so. Yes. And some yellow. And yellow. In black, like my soul. Yeah. Darkness. <laughs> well, we've we've bullshitted along for seven minutes now. Hey, I mean that's pretty good for recording back to back. I do dare yeah. say. Well, I can do because this somewhat ties into our topic. I did get a game in the mail yesterday. Oh, you did. What yep. game was it? Um, so I'm collecting Kirby games now. So I just got Kirby and the Rainbow Curse for the Nintendo Wii U. Because it was one of the few Wii U games I didn't have. Huh. It's also one of the few Wii U games that's still exclusive to the Wii U. Oh, that's funny. Is it because it's bad? or? No, I think it's because it's mostly because it's um, super integrated with the Wii U gamepad. Oh, okay. Like, it's one of those games where you have to touch the screen a lot to like do uh, things. Ah, yep. But anyways, going on from there... Our topic for today's episode, we're going to talk about the Wii U. Wii U. Wii U. Oh boy, the Wii U. Wii U. So this one's a bit deep, just because the Wii U is a fascinating console in its own right. Because, mm -hmm. for all intents and purposes, it... So, Nintendo's track record up to this point had been fascinating. Mm -hmm. NES, they dominated ever the entire industry... <laughs> the Super Nintendo, they had they had to fight for it, but they ended up on top by the end. Yep. They've pretty much dominated the handheld market since it started. Mm-hmm. And then you get to, like, the 3D era with, like, the N64 and stuff, where the Virtual Boy was a colossal failure for Nintendo. That was their <laughs> yes. first major failure. Yep. Then you get the N64, which was the second-place console by a large margin. And it was like the first real generation they didn't win. Yeah. And also you had another failure 
in the 64 disk drive, which never even left Japan because it was that big of a failure. <laughs> and then, continuing on, the GameCube. Hmm. As much as the GameCube is a beloved little system, yeah. it was the third place console of that generation. And yeah. the gap between second and first was huge, so... Yeah. And the... there was only three. Like... Yeah, well, there was four. The Dreamcast. Oh, there was was in four. There. Oh, yeah. But the but Dreamcast, Dreamcast kind of died out before the generation. The Dreamcast was, even was over. only on the market for two, like two years. So yeah, it really didn't. It the numbers are a bit skewed. And it's fourth, but it didn't really have enough time to be four to do yeah. anything else. But yeah, the gap between first and second was so huge, and when there was, when you're the third place console in that generation, yeah, it's. So Nintendo was on a weird streak there. And then the Wii comes out. Yeah. And they're back on top. And they are literally... They win the generation for the first time in decades. Yep. Because their system was, A, very cheap. Mm. Was a new concept. Unfortunately, though, this would also begin... One of Nintendo's biggest problems in their entire run. Where... Where um, they kind of dug themselves into a hole. Yes. Because the Wii era was very targeted towards the casual game market. Mm-hmm. And that carried the Wii for like the first half of its life. And that's how it gained that huge lead. Yeah. But by the second half, Sony and Microsoft were catching up. Because mm. the Nintendo, the, the Wii kind of stalled after the halfway through the generation. It yep. was so far ahead that it didn't really fall back but it was a lot of those casual gamers they brought in mm-hmm. moved over to like mobile gaming yes and they left Nintendo behind mm-hmm. so Nintendo had to kind of refocus what they were doing towards the end of yeah. the Wii's lifespan that's why we got a lot more games that didn't rely on motion controls so much and you got more like RPGs and stuff were coming over so then and besides that the Wii's biggest um biggest handicap was its power. It was significantly weaker in power than the PS3 and 360. Oh, yeah. But it was still successful. Mm. So then we get to 2011, 2010-ish, and we start seeing the next Nintendo console. Yep. Do you remember the initial trailer for the Wii U? I can't say I do. I don't really remember it, honestly. So, but maybe that ties into how memorable the console is now. So this was the first red flag in the Wii U's life. Mm-hmm. So the first con- the first commercial around the Wii era, like Nintendo kind of fell into this weird like commercial strategy where like you'd have that one family on the couch playing the game. Yep. And they'd be showcasing all the stuff and it'd be very sterile and safe. Mm-hmm. And that was basically what Nintendo did for all their commercials from that point in. Yeah. So the very first Wii U commercial, I will always remember because it focused strictly on the gamepad, which is the Wii U's big defining feature. Mm-hmm. It's this massive tablet-sized controller, has yeah. a screen built in, uh, two analog sticks, all the buttons, but it's huge. Mm-hmm. And the initial ad focused pretty much exclusively on the gamepad. Hmm. 
the console is in is in the background of the trailer, but it's way in the back, and at a first glance, it just looks like a Wii on its side. Yeah. So that's already a red flag right there, because now not only are, are because the biggest problem with that commercial is if you were a casual like person who doesn't follow gaming news, mm-hmm. you probably just thought, oh, that's another add-on thing, new thing for the Wii. Oh, yeah. you got this tablet controller now. That looks that interesting. That looks interesting. I'm probably not going to buy it, but hey. Mm-hmm. So, They're changing the color scheme. Interesting. But that's the thing, though. They really didn't change much because it was still using the Wii branding because they didn't want to drop it. Yeah. So a lot of people didn't even realize it was a console. Like. Yeah. So that was Strike 2, the name. The name was kind of unclear. Mm. And then Strike 3 was... This system did not know who its audience was. No. Because the first... The trailers kind of... So they it seemed like Nintendo was trying to get back the hardcore gaming crowd. Because yep. they were showcasing the graphics, the, all the uh, games, because they were showing all these like mature-style games mm-hmm. at the time. But then you see the ads, and the ads are still doing that same Nintendo family-friendly, safe kind of gameplay and it was like who is this system for yeah it didn't really have the tone set in the advertising they mm. didn't really gauge the customer well here's the problem the, the people they that didn't they really tra- know their customer <laughs> honest that's what no. it kind of sounds like the people that they were trying to appeal to with the hardcore gamers they saw that commercial and went nah we i'll just stick with my ps3 or my ps4 or whatever at yeah. this point uh, and then the casual gamers that that were that carried the Wii its first li- half of its life, they had all moved on and they weren't paying attention anymore. So this yeah. more expensive machine really did not appeal to them. Yeah. So that's already three strikes already that's leading. Well, especially when they first advertised it like as if it was an add-on, I almost think. They probably would have been more successful if it was an add-on. No, to the Wii. I think it actually would have been less successful if it was an add-on. Oh, really? I don't know. Well, though. because well, all I, well, because Alice, you had to realize the casual gamers that that would have appealed to, were gone. Oh, uh, true. Yeah. No. Everyone would have I just seen like that and been like, "They just didn't have a win over." Like, I don't think anything they. Well, I don't know. It just seems very complicated. See. If the Wii U tablet was just another add-on and I saw it, I would be kind of like, why? <laughs> like, yeah. That's, I'm like, what's the point of that? No, I, I guess, just passed. yeah. No, that unless makes the, sense. Unless there was, like, a game that really made it stick out. Well, unless they, like, put, like, uh, this might be jumping ahead, but I feel like if they added it as an add-on, they would have needed to put, like, Mario Maker with it. Well, Which is a game that really, really works with the tablet. Um, especially, I feel like if they had marketed like that, would have probably done better. But uh, yeah. I do agree, though, now thinking about it, like if they had, if it was just an add on to the Wii, I, I agree. I don't think it would have been successful. Well, also, the Wii was, they needed to upgrade, like the power yeah. of the system. So, I almost feel like they should have called it just the Wii 2. Like. Wii too. Like no, they should. The they had to drop the Wii name. The Wii name was. Forever but they didn't drop associ- the Wii name. I know. The problem Wii was, it was the Wii was forever associated with the, that casual era of Nintendo. Mm. 
But anyways, the other commercial that showed off one of the other cool gimmicks, though, with the Wii U that I did find fascinating was the ability to switch from the console to the controller and be Mm. able to change the channel while still playing the game. Yeah. That was a fairly fascinating idea. Hmm. The problem is, the majority of people who probably own this thing had their own TVs. Yeah. And the actual signal from the... that You can only go so far before that controller loses connection to the uh, console and it stops working. Yeah. Because I remember I, I tested it to see how far I could get. I got, like, barely out of my room and it lost connection. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, and another issue I had was because the screen displays down on that tablet, your eyes kind of instinctively want to watch the tablet and not pay attention to the actual screen. Mm. I feel like it would hurt your neck after a while, like, because you're, like, having to... Well, it's it, it's just like playing a handheld, really. It's like playing the Switch in handheld mode. Yeah. But I guess, like, I don't know. I guess because it's, like, beefier, I would say. So, the I don't know. Ta- well, I'll at least because, ta- like, with the hand, handhelds, like, you're not, like, it's not as much strain on your neck because you can, like, kind of bring it up towards your face, you know? Mm. I don't know. I, I could just see myself, like, being, like, because so, it's beefy. Beefy. Anyways, moving on, eventually the... Eventually, the Wii U does come out. Yeah. And, of course, being a fan, you, you get it day one, because it's like, yeah. okay. The problem here with the Wii U, the initial setup for this thing was was dreadful. Because mm. it took forever to download and get set up. It, the thing had a slow, uh, slow uh, operating system, I guess you could say. Hmm. But eventually, we get it running. Yep. And I will admit, I liked its gra- I liked its menu interface with like the whole Miiverse kind of thing up there, all the Mii's walking around the different communities and stuff. Yeah. Uh, the tablet, first time using it, wasn't bad. I kind of like it. It wasn't that uncomfortable to hold, and it was pretty. wasn't too heavy. The big problem I had though was there was like literally nothing to play on the system when there it was came like out. no games wow so we had the pack-in game was nintendo land which was a like mini game compilation featuring yep. a bunch of different nintendo themed mini games mm-hmm. and then there was uh the big game that everyone want, was talking about was um new super mario brothers u <laughs> the problem was this was like the f- fourth like the fourth new super mario brothers game and it was actually the same it was released literally the same day as another one for the 3DS, so it was like people were so tired of 2D Mario by that point. Yeah. And then another thing I always found interesting was the controller itself had its own charger. Oh, interesting. Like, it couldn't charge from this TV. I mean, from the oh. console itself. It charged from its own separate power um, That's power, kind of like, strange. Adapter. And the thing can't hold a charge to save its life. Yeah. Like so if you you're, if you didn't play that thing for like three days, it. it would be dead by the time you went to play it. Wow, that's very strange. Why they would do that? But I don't know. Maybe yeah, it was I like too much. It would like overload the system. I guess I, that's what it had to be. Thinking about it from an electrical standpoint, I'm thinking about it from my engineering mindset. Uh, I'd game, have to. The I'd game have to say caused it a lot of problems with game development as the system's yeah. life went on. No, I bet it did. But, um, yeah, so 
already the launch was pretty uh, meh <laughs> to begin. Not great. Because I remember that first couple of months with the Wii U, it, not a lot was being played. I remember I'd, I'd played New Super Mario Brothers U, <laughs> and that was really about it. I'm trying to think. I, I had Batman Arkham City Armored Edition, which was cool, but it, it was a, a game that had already been on co- uh, like PS3 and 360 for e- like a couple of yeah. years at that point. And it was just kind of yeah, like... So- it was like great. It's HD, but what am I gonna do with it? I mean, it was backwards yeah. compatible with all Wii games, so you could play those in HD now, like on with like true HD, like mm. HDMI. Yep. But other than that, I mean, also the uh, the Virtual Console had to restart from scratch, so it's like, oh, all those Virtual Console games, too bad you have to buy them again, unless you transfer over your Wii stuff, because you could use the Wii store still at that point, but mm-hmm. yeah, it was kind of a mess. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Sounds like it. So the, already this thing is struggling. Like, mm-hmm. no, I I don't think I knew a single other person at the time who had one. Yeah, I don't think you did. Because I had some I, I had a group of former associates I hung out with at the time mm-hmm. and uh, they eventually got one as well. Yeah. I will remember, though, when the Wii U was kind of first showing up, they did announce stuff. Like, obviously, they showed this tech demo of an HD Zelda game, which eventually came, did come out as a... Well, not that tech demo, but they did eventually release an HD Zelda. Mm-hmm. That was Breath of the Wild, right? Yes. The because final. that originally came out on the Wii U? It released for both. Same okay. day. Interesting. But um, that's that's towards the end of the story. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they showed off a tech demo for a Zelda. They talked about, obviously, more Mario stuff. Oh, um, speaking of, what was the lifespan of the Wii U? Because now that I'm thinking about, like, if they showed a tech demo and then they showed Breath of... It was Breath of the Wild, like, how long was the life... Like 2012 to 2017. Okay, so that was in development for a while, then. Yeah, it was. Interesting. Well, it, it shows, because it, it deserved... It, it's a great game, so... Hmm. I was just curious, but well, still, fu- not a funny. very long lifespan. It's actually kind of funny, though, because that's about the lifespan of the GameCube, I think. Yeah. And although, like, and like the, the Wii U, the GameCube was not as successful. Well, fair, but the GameCube... GameCube's a weird one. Like, that's yeah. that's an odd... Gen- that generation's weird because it... The gap between first, first and second was th- that generation of gaming was literally the definition of a curb stop battle. Yeah. Because Sony just trounced the competition that generation. Oh yeah. No. Um, but yeah, aside from yeah, so that was already another red flag. It was just nothing to play. It's too expensive for what it is, and the games mm. that are out for it are. Games that you could basically already play. Already play, or they, you could have done it on the Wii. Yeah. Really? I mean, New Super Mario Brothers U looks nice, but it's not anything special. Yeah, it's not anything that's, like, truly, like, wow, innovative. Hmm. I will remember, though, from that first, like, Switch announcement when they were talking about some of the games, I still remember, to this day, the announcement that a Smash Brothers was in development. 
was the biggest applause in that entire thing. And they didn't yeah. even show anything. They just said, oh yeah, we're making a Smash Brothers. <laughs> All they did was mention it. And, oh yeah. Woo! And nothing else was that got that excited by that whole thing. Yeah. But eventually, over the coming years, we did start getting more games. Like, we'd eventually get the, um, a somewhat, we, we talked about this a few weeks ago with the Mario podcast. We, um, we got Mario 3D Worlds, which was a, basically, the, it was the new Super Mario Brothers formula, but in 3D. Mm-hmm. And it was fun, a, a good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we also had Donkey Kong, Tropical Freeze came out. Oh, nice. And it was like, it was getting games, but they were just slow. Meh. Yeah. And the problem was, a lot of the big name de- publishers at the time were just not putting anything worth playing out on it. Like, yeah. EA flat out wasn't releasing really any games for it. I mean, I think that you got Mass Effect 3, mm. which which was random, and then there was a lot. Like, it was sad how, like, little, like, anyone cared about this thing. Yeah. And was it, like, that for, like, the other consoles that it was competing with? Or was it just that the Wii U was the unfortunate one not getting any games at the time? Well, that's the thing. It was, like... Because unfortunately, once again, the Wii had a power deficit because the Wii was about on par with... It was more powerful than the Xbox 360, but it was kind of like... It was kind of like in the middle between the 360 and the PS3 in terms of power. Yeah. Like, it was... It it was powerful. Like, it was HD and everything, but it wasn't... It wasn't anything, like, groundbreaking by any means. And was the PS4 out at this point? Yes, the PS4 oh, okay. and the Xbox yeah. One had hit the scene by now. Yeah. And they were just better consoles. So here's the thing: the two years, like the get the small time where the Wii U was out and the PS4 and the Xbox One weren't, mm-hmm. the Wii U literally did nothing. Oh. And then by the time it does come out, the time you get it these does new, start moving, yeah. You get the new HD systems, and the problem is they're so much more powerful than the Wii U that. Granted, it wasn't as big a power deficit as the Wii had, but it was still. A lot of times you weren't. Still noticeable. You weren't. They weren't going to make a game for the Wii U because they'd have to like port it down or like make it make a lesser version for the system because it couldn't handle it. Also, developers just didn't know what to do with that gamepad. Yeah, I feel like um, from a developer standpoint, like looking at the gamepad and like, I feel like you'd have like I don't really. I don't think it was their best thought out thing. The idea well, it, was, it was almost, decent. I, I feel like they almost like were like, oh, let's make a console version of like the Nintendo DS. That's almost. what a lot of people thought. Yeah, and uh, it's so funny because like the DS did great, but for some reason it just did not translate. The di- difference is though, the DS was a handheld. Yeah, no. And, yeah, that's fascinating. I really. And the, now, the DS now also. That I really, had quality hardware, pretty quality software, pretty much from its entire run. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like too though, like, I mean, like, you know what you're getting yourself into. Like, you got your little screen, you got your touchpad, boop, 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 boop. Like, that's part of the DS, and I feel like that's such like it kind of like ingrated itself as a handheld way of gaming. So I feel like it already kind of set itself up for failure. Is like, especially where you couldn't take it with you on the go. Like, yeah. My thing is, I think the power, the technology just wasn't there yet for what they yeah. were trying to go for. No. Another thing, too, is it's like, 
when it comes to the DS, my favorite games are the ones that use the uh, the second screen as like a map or like a menu thing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there just wasn't enough Wii U games that truly just capitalized on that. They were always trying to do something yeah. bizarre. I feel like developers should have treated it as if it was just like kind of treated it like a DS game where like that's that and that's your map because I think it would have been more successful if it had. Well, some games of... it was it did work like that where you could use it for like yeah. map map and item management and that was that was nice but other I games are trying to use it for like two player co-op or one player would be looking at the screen and the yeah. other player would be at the screen on the uh the gamepad but i guess that like to do that it, it had to like cut the uh the system's cpu in half oh wow and the, the wii u already had a slow cpu to begin with yeah like it was just badly designed from that standpoint i feel like thinking about it like i I think the Wii U was kind of like the oh no like we need a console like to compete no, it, with the Wii U. The Wii U was basically Nintendo was worked themselves into a rut with yeah. the Wii, and when that rut finally like caught up to them, they they thought oh shit we how are we gonna we we got to move on. But the problem mm. is Nintendo still didn't Nintendo. Even to this day, Nintendo still thinks it's 1995 sometimes. Yeah. And that's their biggest issue. Mm. But the Wii U did have a few glimpses of hope during its run. Okay. But before, But before we get to that, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Woo! And we're back. We are back. Backstreet's so, back. Already. The first couple of years... <laughs> you just completely ignored that. You stuttered, so I didn't even really hear what you said. Oh. Well, the viewers, the, the listeners, they're not viewers because they can't see. Womp womp. <laughs> okay, so anyways. Anyways. <laughs> so, the first this couple of years of the Wii when we record... Oh. <laughs> This is what happens when you record two podcasts in a row. It's just more of a train wreck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When it was, so the problem with the Wii U, like its first two years of life, it just struggled along, and like yeah. eventually Nintendo cut the price to help encourage sales, <laughs> and then eventually it got its first bone, where it was finally given a piece of game, like a game that was worth playing, where Mario Kart Eight finally came out. Ah. And Mario Kart 8 was a phenomenal Mario Kart, aside from the battle mode, but we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> and it was online. It. Yep. And the online was pretty competent. Mm-hmm. And it, it... Honestly, it's a it was a great game. It sold really well. And it gave hope that it's like, okay, maybe this thing will finally start picking up some momentum. Mm-hmm. And then, after Mario Kart 8, immediately it was like nothing again. So it was like, alright, it's like... We know that you can do it, Nintendo. You can make yeah. good games, but it's we like... We believe in you. We believe in you. Yeah. And it was just one of those things where it was like, they, they one step forward and three steps back. Yep. But then eventually, of course, we start getting more word, because obviously Smash Brothers is a thing at this point, the, the new Smash Brothers, which was coming out uniquely at the time for the Wii U and the 3DS. Mm-hmm. But then we also had a few other games, like, here and there, like, um... A new Star Fox was announced? 
Oh. Hadn't had a Star Fox in years. Nice. Um, Mario Maker, that was a big one. Yes, that one was a big, big one. The make-your-own-Mario game. I and then feel like they should have developed... I mean, I don't know when it started development, but like I feel like that should have came out when the console came out. And it so the done... story behind Mario Maker was it was originally just designed as a tool for mm-hmm. making like Mario, like 2D Mario games. Yeah. And the developers realized, thought it was really fun, and they realized we should make this a game. Yeah. So yeah, that eventually was released as a game. Huh. Mar- I mean, obviously Mario 3D World was out by this point. That was a good game. Hyrule yep. Warriors hit. So it was like, it was finally getting games. Yeah, the it problem was picking was, up. There was things to play. The problem was, though, they weren't selling consoles. Huh. And I mean... N- by this point, too, I mean, because the 3DS struggled initially, too, but it, it picked it back up. Yeah. But the biggest issue, too, was also just, A, the system wasn't selling. Mm-hmm. Games coming out were very sporadic when they would release. Mm. Uh, it did get a, a big jump with Smash Brothers, though. Yeah. I mean, because obviously everybody big into Smash Brothers. And then there was also the... Um, the Star Fox did come out, though. That was kind of a disappointment. Mm. Oh, it wasn't very good. It was, it, the way, it was just the way it was designed, because they put way too much emphasis on the gamepad. Ah. Uh. Yeah, so it wasn't it wasn't really fun to play. It was more of a pain in the ass to play than anything. Oh. Um, and then there was also... There was the Wonderful 101, which was an interesting concept that no one played. Yeah. So it was kind of like things were coming out, but some of them were even, like, things that people were excited about, and then they became, like, disappointments. Yeah. Oh, and then also Pikmin 3. That was another big game that came out. Was that, that a one disappointment? Sold well. Oh, okay. No, it sold well. That was a good one. Okay. Uh, that was actually... Actually, Pikmin 3 was one of the first real uh, quality games to come out for the Switch. I mean, huh. the Wii U. Interesting. Because that one came out pretty early in the system's life. There was also... Uh, Bayonetta 2, that was another big one. Yep. Which came with a, fr- a full-on port of Bayonetta 1 as well. Hmm. And that was super worth it. So it was like, stuff was coming out, it was just really slow and sporadic. Yeah. But then of course we also had, in the background, there was a couple things actually, because Mario Kart and Smash Brothers in particular had DLC. And this was like Nintendo's first real attempt at doing DLC. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, give Nintendo credit. They did DLC very well. Yeah. Because it was like, it was well-priced and you got a lot of stuff for what you were paying for. Yeah. Like the Mario Kart tr- extra tracks and characters and then the uh, Smash Brothers had a whole bunch of characters and they handled that well. Mm-hmm. But one of the biggest things with the Wii U in the background that wasn't even really related to the console itself that I'm still convinced single-handedly saved Nintendo... Yep. Amiibo. Ah, yes. I didn't even... I kind of forgot that that was related to the Wii U, because I remember Amiibos, but, like, I I just kind of forgot that 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 was a thing. See, the Amiibos were interesting, because (laughs) that was during the height of, like, Toys to Life, that whole Mm -hmm. crap era of gaming. Yep. But, um... The Nintendo ones were cool because most of the time they weren't they weren't um, they weren't necessary to play the games and they were Nintendo characters. Mm. But my God, the Smash Brothers ones. Yep. I will never forget that because 
finding the damn things was impossible. Yeah, because people would just buy them. Oh, yeah, and, like, Nintendo was terrible at getting stock out. Yeah. I just remember it because it was, like, ridiculous. People were fighting over the damn things. Like, you couldn't find them anywhere. And now you can find them easily. Yeah, now they're everywhere because it's like no one cares anymore. I mean, there's some. I mean, people still do care, but it's not like the phenomenon it was at the time. Oh yeah, no, I remember at the time. Like I remember you telling me like about it and like seeing, like seeing never seeing them in the stores and stuff. I totally remember that. Like I had to, I had to import my um, Lucino one from Japan. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. That was like one of the first things you ever imported, right? No, I had imported tons of games at that oh. point. Womp womp. I, I just wanted to... That was the first time I ever imported a, <laughs> a, a Amiibo. <laughs> yes. I have a couple Japanese Amiibos. Because they huh. were cheaper. Huh. And they still work? Yeah. Huh. They're the same thing. It's just... Nice. One's from Japan. Nice. But, um... Nice. Yeah, so... On and on, the Wii U was super all over the place in terms of, like, when games would come out. There was also the infamous three-game three Sonic deal yep. that we talked about in the Sonic podcast with Sonic Lost World, which was, eh, mm-hmm. uh, a crappy Mario and Sonic the Olympic Games game, and then the infamous Sonic Boom. Sonic Boom! And Sonic Boom's biggest problem was the fact that it was forced on the Wii U when the game clearly was not designed with the Wii U in mind. Yeah, no. Because I, I guess think... the Wii U could not handle the Cry Engine very well, and that game was built on the Cry Engine, so. Yeah, and I think that's partially Oops. why, like, the game had so many like glitches and problems, just because it was put on a console that it wasn't made for. Yeah, <laughs> that's partially it. And then, of course, so you wanted to talk about the Animal Crossing debacle. Oh yes, the Animal Crossing debacle, because it gave hope. To all of my fellow Animal Crossing lovers, that there was going to be a new Animal Crossing game on the Wii Wu. Oh, the Wii U. Sorry, I call it the Wii Wu. Um, and we were all so excited, and then we well, come out, and we especially see it's because like, before you get to that, there was this little like thing from the Miiverse that was like this little yes. like 3D like plaza thing that you could hang around in. Yep. So it gave us hope. They like had all the 3D characters, and we were like, "Whoop! This is so exciting!" And then it comes out, and it's a stupid party game. And it's not just a stupid party game. It's not even fun. There was no mini games. Like while you're playing, like I think it did have mini games, but like you didn't actually play them when you were going through the boards. It was boring and it was stupid, and it was a a disgrace to Animal Crossing. That's my rant. Yeah. And then mostly it was because they teased us thinking that it was going to be like an Animal Crossing game. Like an actual game well, and then let's it be was fair. a party let's game. Let's be fair. If the Wii U hadn't failed, it would have eventually been a, been a, uh, a game. Yeah. But that's no. beside the point. Yeah. Um, another big release for the Wii U actually, which was um, a bit of a background thing was mm-hmm. the Virtual Console was still getting games, and one of the big key games that came out was they finally re-released Earthbound. Huh. And uh, along with officially releasing the uh, Mother 1, now retitled uh, Earthbound Beginnings in um, America. So th- that threw everyone a bone, because it was like, finally, like they're actually yeah. releasing things. And it brought some more attention to the Wii U. Mm-hmm. 
the problem is though, it's like it still just wasn't selling. Yeah. And even towards the dead end of its life, it was still struggling. Yeah, I mean, and then eventually, like, Breath of the Wild was announced, but at the same time, it's like a new then console we start, was announced. We start getting rumblings about the what's going to be about Nintendo's, I guess, working on a successor already. Yeah. Keep in mind, the PS4 and the Xbox One are still very much in their healthy lifespans. Like, they're not... They're not thinking of new things anytime soon. They're not dying anytime soon, but Nintendo's already throwing in the towel. Yeah. And I still remember all the, uh, at the time, because all the people going like, Nintendo's gonna go Sega and be a third-party company. I'm like sitting there going, no, they're not. No, no. It's not gonna happen. No. They're too but big. What? what they're too. Say? They're too big and still success. Like the thing is, is like they had other things too. Well, yeah, ev- well, like everyone acts like them. the Wii U. The Wii U failing was like Nintendo failing, but you got to keep in mind the 3DS was still doing very yeah. well. Yeah. No, and Just Dance was keeping the Wii alive. Too. Yeah, like but the Wii was still technically alive <laughs> in a weird yeah. way. Yeah. Um, no. Also, uh, Amiibos were were yeah. helping them at the time. No, they definitely, and I mean, like, thinking about it now, kind of reflecting on it, I kind of feel like they kind of gave up on it very early, and they put their motivation into something else, which was the Switch. So So I kind of think, I feel like that's what happened. They just kind of gave up and were just like, all right, let's make some games as filler. Oh, here's these Amiibos. All right, filler, filler. Focus on the handhelds. Focus on that. And then focus on the new console. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. When the the Switch was first announced, it was announced under the name the Nintendo NX, and all we knew is it was basically going to be the successor to the Switch. I mean, to the Wii U. Yeah. So, Wii we didn't really know what it it was going to be. Everyone just kind of assumed it was probably going to be more powerful, and it was going to be just a better overall system in terms of design. Yes, and it was. It was, but at the, we at this time we didn't really know why. Yeah. So then we eventually just had we to get... believe. We had to believe. <laughs> and meanwhile, towards the end, the Wii U was still getting an occasional game here and there. The big, the big one everyone was hoping for was um, obviously Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. And there was a few other games. Like there was a Paper Mario for the Wii U, which Sticker wasn't amazing. No, like no, no, no. Sticker Star is the 3DS one that everyone, that everyone hates. Oh. Womp womp. Color, color Splash was the one I was Oh, yep, yep. Which wasn't perfect, but was definitely a step in the right direction after the disaster that was Sticker Star. Also, was, um, Cur- I know Kirby, like, if his yarn games, was that on the Wii? No, that was the, that was the original Wii. Okay. Oh, no, the I'm only, thinking of, I'm thinking of the Kirby, Yoshi game that was yarn. Oh, Woolly World. Woolly yes, World. That that's was, what yeah, I was that, thinking. So that got announced really early into the Wii we use a lifespan and it didn't come out till towards the end but it was a phenomenal game it looked yeah. great no oh, yeah that was another good one mm. so then eventually we do get the uh the switch announcement and it's shocker it's a handheld that can yes. also be a console yeah and when i saw this i i realized um my whole thoughts on the Switch when I saw it was the Switch was l- literally everything Nintendo wanted with the Wii U done right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to me, it was basically Nintendo 
giving up on consoles and they just instead made a really powerful handheld that mm-hmm. you could play on the big screen. Yep. And in that sense, they basically they put all of their handheld mentality into it. Mm-hmm. And basically that's I think how why the Switch was so successful compared to a uh, the Wii U. Yeah. It also helped too that we had um it also helped too that obviously Breath of the Wild was like a launch title. Yes. So, but it, it's funny because it was also the final game on the Wii U. Mm. And the Wii U version's just as good yeah. as the Switch version. It actually is cool because the map is on the gamepad. Hmm. That must be nice but, actually cuz my time playing it on the Switch like I do remember like going back and forward with the map. Yeah. A bunch of times, so that must be nice. But then once the Switch finally started getting games, I did notice a trend, though, that was very apparent with the system. Yeah. Every Wii U game worth a damn was getting ported over. Yep. Like, to it, erase it, it happen- the Wii U from existence. <laughs> That's what I noticed. Like, it, it was, like, very noticeable. All of a sudden, all the Wii yeah. U games that were worth playing were suddenly on the Switch. Yeah. And there's only... By now, there's only a few reasons to own, even pull out a Wii U anymore. No, like... Like, it, I'm thinking about it now, and it's like, there. I mean, there's Kirby and the Rainbow Curse, which mm-hmm. isn't a, a must-play. Mm-hmm. There's Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival, but no one cares about that. Yeah. What about Woolly World? Was that imported? No, but they made a sequel, so it's kind of oh, like... Oh, okay, yeah. Unless you really want to... Well, no, no, Woolly World actually got ported over to uh, the 3DS, of oh, all things. Oh, huh. Granted, the Wii U version's better, but... Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm betting it is. Um, uh, Paper Mario is still exclusive. Yep. But that's a decisive game. Mm-hmm. Um, Even, like, Mario Maker. They made a Mario Maker one. got a... They yeah. made a sequel. Yeah. Which basically just replaced the original. Yeah. Uh, Pikmin got brought over. Yep. All the Mario games got brought over. Uh, Hyrule Warriors got brought over. Uh, Star Fox did not get brought over, but yeah, but because it was a shitty game, <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't popular enough to get brought over, basically. Yeah, and it's kind of at the point now where it's like, there's only a few niche reasons to pull out the Wii U. No, I mean, I guess if you want that whole experience of using the gamepad, like I, that's a reason. But so fun fact, it's the not last really time that I want- great of an experience. The last time I wanted to play the Wii U, I pulled out the, got the system all hooked up. I couldn't play it because I couldn't find my damn Wii U gamepad charger. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, that was like a a poor design, but I'm assuming it has to do with like it wasn't capable of charging. I doubt the Switch could have, I doubt the uh, the, the Wii U could have charged the console, charged the controller through the console. I I doubt it too, but it still was very because that sucks because like if you lose the charger like sucks to suck like it's it's weird though because nowadays the wii u is jokingly referred to as nintendo's biggest failure even though mm. it's no virtual boy i mean no yeah it's not that but it is a fail like it oh yeah it, fail. the fact that the fact that they gave up on it shows it was a failure yeah also, I kind of feel like, honestly, like, after talking about it, it doesn't really feel like they ever really tried. Like, 
didn't well, even pro- really the, seem like they Nintendo gave had, the effort. <laughs> Nintendo had no direction. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, no direct. That's one thing that shows. There is no direction when it comes to that. And I think that's also where, like, game developers struggled. Because I feel like they were probably just like, here, make a game with this. And they were just like, what the hell do I do with this stupid gamepad? And they were just trying to utilize it. And I think that's why you got so many shitty games. Rather than, like, the companies that, like, just used it as a map. Like, the people who really tried to use it, I think that's why they struggled. Because they were, like, trying. They didn't know what to do hmm. with this. It doesn't help, too, that they were still um, desperately, like, trying to hang on to that uh, that small little percentage of, like, casual fans that, were, that, weren't, that didn't care anymore. Yeah. The systems was held back by its name to begin with. It, it was... They kind of the set U, it up for failure. Yeah, the Wii U is one of the most fascinating pieces of gaming history now because it's like, how can a company with this much quality and this much like success in their career Make drop such just a, a flop? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, just... they dropped like flops in the past. I mean, yeah. I won't call it like the, the like uh, the, you remember the Game Boy Micro? Yeah. That was like the most pointless thing ever released. Yeah. But even that isn't considered the failure that the Wii U is. No. I just think, like, everything they did was bad. Because it comes down to, like, like we talked about in the beginning, the marketing was bad. The marketing li- The was original lineup was bad. The, like, the rate of actual good games coming out was G- bad. <laughs> yeah. So many, so many gimmicks everywhere. Yeah, it was And it was, like... Bad. I almost the, wonder if, like, the Switch was, like in like someone's mind for like a long and they I think really the took Wii, that long to develop it in the Wii I think U was the Wii just U, like a, a I don't think the Wii U was a stopgap. I think the Wii U was I think they wanted to do the Switch in two thousand twelve, but just it wasn't It wasn't ready. And yeah. the Wii U is what was feasible at the time. Yeah. No, I honestly I agree. I think the the Switch was what they really wanted to do, but they didn't have the capabilities or the feasibilities to do it at the time and they needed something to compete with like the other consoles that were eventually going to come out so they had yeah. to come up with something and then well well i mean they had to because they were falling so far behind in power and the yeah. ps4 and xbox one were coming quick yeah i mean granted sony ran away with it again but yeah it is it's very fascinating well, because and it's ironic, too. because as much as as much as Nintendo was screwing up this entire generation, Microsoft was screwing up just as hard. Oh, yeah. Especially at the beginning. Mm-hmm. They kind of plateaued by the midpoint. But PlayStation almost didn't even need to try. Like, they kind of just they really had it didn't. without... They really didn't try. That's the sad part. Yeah, I think they, they were just... on autopilot pretty much the entire generation. Yeah. Which I think is catching up to them now with the PS5, but... yeah. It's too hard to tell right now because mm-hmm. this current generation is really confusing because we really don't know what's going on with either the either system or what Nintendo's what the what the Switch's future is. Yeah, but How honestly, long has the, the Switch been out now twenty since twenty seventeen. So okay, getting on five years. I think it will last a little... I think it will last a couple more years. Well, that's the glory of the Switch. The The Switch is literally the perfect system for game devs. It yeah. is the exact anti... 
So there's that meme around of you know the classic SpongeBob meme of like Squilliam going up to Squidward and be like, "Oh, how have you been? Oh, I'm just doing succeeding at everything you failed at." Yeah. It I've I've seen that meme with Squilliam's the Switch and Squidward's the Wii U, and it's yeah. like, it's really sad how much of a. Uh, the Wii U is such... I don't even want to call it a bad system, because it's not. It is yeah. really well made. It has great software, great hardware design. It just mis mismanaged and missed yeah. the mark on everything. Yeah. It finally... I'll give it one credit. It's the system that finally got Nintendo to wake up. Yeah. No. Because this isn't the 90s anymore. What you've been doing doesn't work doesn't anymore. Work. You, ha no, you, you have to up. move on. Yeah. No. And then we got the Switch. And, and we get the... See, the, the Nintendo's issue is they're stuck in the past. Yeah. It's not like it's not like Sega, who were just too ahead of their time and were always shooting themselves in the foot. Mm. Nintendo is just afraid to, like, try things sometimes. Yeah. They like to play it safe. They like to play it safe to the point where it's detrimental sometimes. Yeah. And I think that happened with the Wii U. It's it's like a, it's a combination of so many different problems. Yeah, it is really interesting to think about just all the problems that associate with. Well, that. I mean, going down from is, the very beginning to like the current, like. What's fascinating about the Wii U is it's also one of those systems that got dropped faster than any other system. Yeah. Like even like other systems of that like. Of similar like, of like similar kind of like I guess like history in the gaming world, they were still getting games even after their quote-unquote discontinuation. Mm. The Wii U, the second it was discontinued, it was pretty much done. Yeah. I feel like... And, I feel like they weren't... Like, it clearly shows they were not passionate about the console. Like, they truly were just like, let us get rid of this and never speak of it again. And that's what it feels like to me. Well, it's weird, because I feel like in the future it's gonna be like one of those relics of the gaming world. Oh, yeah. Where it's going to be that system that people remember, but nobody's actually played. Yeah. Like, I feel like Wii U stuff's going to be, like, going to triple in value at some point. Oh, yeah. It'll kind of be, like, it, like, it will be kind of like everything, because isn't, like, uh, isn't, like, N64 games really expensive right now? Or uh, did they the big, go through the, a period? Everything goes through a cycle. I mean, N64, yeah. everything's real. To be fair, everything's pretty expensive right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, GameCube in particular, though, is the big one. Oh, okay. I knew the it was is, one though, Nintendo one. The thing is, though, GameCube is, is like, the reason why the GameCube is so big right now is because of nostalgia. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure that people are going to be nostalgic for the Wii U. Because, mm -hmm. to be honest, most of what people are nostalgic for the Wii U about is also on the Switch. Switch, now. yeah. So, I mean, it, unless makes... you want to play Amiibo Festival... <laughs> I mean, unless you really want the Wii We're authentic. Star Fox. <laughs> I mean, unless you really want that authentic like Wii U, ex uh, yeah. Wii U experience. But it's not that great of an experience. <laughs> better options on other systems now. It's also yeah. ironic because it's the it was the final Nintendo system to feature disc-based media. Yeah. They've moved away from that entirely now. Yeah, and now it's on cards. Yeah, everything's on cards. They've gone back basically to the past. Yeah. But I think they're happy with that. But the sw yeah. the switch is fascinating because so many developers are putting games out for it, other than EA. But EA's bitter <laughs> yeah. about Nintendo. But um, yeah, it's been, they basically turned the switch into a dumping ground for like old games, oh, giving yeah. them a second lease on life. 
Like, even, like, old Wii games are getting ported to the Switch now. Yeah. Just because it's, like, all these great games you can play on the go anywhere. I wonder, do they have the Paper Mario game on? Which one? The, uh, Super Paper Mario. Super? No, that's only a Wii game. Oh, they should import that. The problem is the Wii, the, the Switch has its own Paper Mario game. Yeah. But that one's so good. It's weird, because it, it's still kind of decisive, even though I think it has the best story in the entire Mario series. Mm, true. True, it's true. Unfortunate. It's unfortunate, though, because really, the Wii could have been successful. The Wii Woo? But it just, it tripped over every hurdle it had. Yeah. I feel like if they had marketed it as, like, kind of like what I was saying before, like, it's your handheld experience in your living room. Kind of like that. I feel like with like the like having the screen and having that. I feel like if they marketed like that, it would have been very different. I just think they marketed it so I, badly. Well, the problem it goes it goes right back to they didn't know who they were marketing it to. Yeah. Th- that's the Wii U's biggest to me that is like the Wii U's biggest problem is it it's one of the most confused systems of all time because it literally doesn't it? Nobody knows who the Wii U was for. But I also feel like Nintendo didn't like Nintendo in general didn't really know who their market was because of how gaming was changing and where people who were the casual gamers moved on to their phone games and stuff. I feel like it was also like a transition in gaming, and I don't think they were able to like. Another thing too up. is they were just getting kind of lazy with even their AAA games. I mean. Oh yeah. Because, I mean, early on, it's like New Super Mario Bros. U. It's like, it's another 2D Mario game. Oh, well. Yeah. Just all these games, like, that no one cared about. And then I've it's seen like, it. I don't, like, I could play this on a different yeah. game. I don't need to buy this. Yeah. They, they were afraid to try new things. And it was just kind of like, they were getting lazy. And then we get to the Switch and they put out... Breath of the Wild, I'll say, was is technically a Wii U game as well. But yeah. one of the best games Nintendo's ever made. Mario oh, yeah. Odyssey, one of the best games Nintendo <laughs> yeah. ever made. It's like suddenly Nintendo found their spark again, and it's yeah. funny because I don't even think the Switch is pandering to hardcore gamers or casual gamers. I think Nintendo's no. finally just like they're pandering towards. They're just pandering <laughs> to anyone. They're, they have they're basically they're going for gamers and that classic Nintendo. I guess that classic Nintendo demographic that they've yeah. forgotten about for the past how many years. Oh, yeah. All in all, I think if the Switch started, was in the generation from the beginning, it probably would have fought the PlayStation uh, 4 Mm. for the title. Yeah. Because, unfortunately, by the time it came out, the PS4 already had a massive uh, head start. Yeah. No. And it's just unfortunate, but... Mm. Bad timing. It is what it is, and... It it, what it it. Nintendo literally needed to hit rock bottom before they could finally Yeah, but, get you back. know, there's nowhere else. When you're at the bottom, there's nowhere else you can go but the top. Yeah. So, but up. <laughs> and that's what they you... did. Yeah. Yep, and honestly, I'm happy where they are now because they're finally... They're putting quality and game gameplay above everything else again. Yeah. And that is what we needed from them. Yeah. But yeah, the Wii U... Wii U. Well, I'm, time. I'm, 
it's going to be a relic in the future, and I'm curious to see what its history is like 10 years from now. No, I'm, I'm very curious, too. It'll be interesting to see. Maybe we'll still be podcasting by then. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? But anyways, guys, um, thanks for joining us on this little discussion about the history of the Wii U and the Wii what went wrong with it. Yep. But other than that, um, the Gaming and Collecting Podcast is made on Anchor Podcasts, and you can find us on all your major podcasting platforms of the particularly Apple Podcast and Spotify Podcast. And you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram. On Twitter, we are at GNC underscore podcast. <laughs> I was headbanging. Okay. And and on Instagram, we are <laughs> at gaming underscore and underscore collecting underscore podcast. Underscore. Under. Underscore. Under the yeah. underscore, but the other underscore. But anyways, guys, once again, thank you for joining us as we discuss the games that shaped us and we will see you all next time see you later all right have a good one guys bye bye